Welcome, everybody, to the Everything Baseball Podcast. My name is Dalton Ford, and my co-host next to me is Owen Stephan. Hi. And this is our first episode of the podcast. Um, our goal with this podcast is to offer you guys MLB news, rankings, and any other topics that correlate with the game of baseball. Um, before we get into the show, I would like for you guys to know a little bit about us personally. Um, like I said, my name is Dalton Ford. I'm a Yankees fan, an avid baseball fan, and an MLB The Show streamer on Twitch. Now, I'm a huge Atlanta Braves fan. My name is Olin Stefan. I'm a uh, I'm a big streamer, not big streamer. I'm a streamer as well, just like uh, Dalton over here across the table from me. And I'm a diehard Braves fan, like I just said. And yeah. Um, before we get into anything else, uh, MLB related, we're going to talk about just a little bit how we got into baseball. Everybody's story's different. Um, either you saw somebody on TV or you were put in the Little League by your parents and you played uh, how, however long you played. Uh, me personally, I started Little League as a young or you know as a young lad. Uh, my, my parents put me into, my parents put me into baseball as a kid. Um, I had a lot of fun. I didn't really start watching the game of baseball though until I got a little bit older. I didn't understand the game nearly as much as I do now, and I think that's a that's a lot what the younger generation is missing now. Uh, they they don't know how to play the game of baseball. They don't know they don't know what the game of baseball is, and that's another reason why we started this podcast up is because one of our goals is to try to get the younger generations to come to understand what this game is and try to. Shine a bright light into the youth of baseball, basically. Yeah. So. So yeah, that was that was my that that was how I got into baseball. Obviously, I played until you know the end of high school, and I have a lot of memories. Uh, I played with the guy across the table from me. We played for years together. We played on the same teams. We played on separate teams. Uh, we've we've we had played against each other. We we've had our goes over the years. So, the way I got into baseball was around four years old, I started playing t-ball like everybody else, hopefully. Uh, we were the Demopolis Pirates. We, I think we won the championship, but I can't remember. I was like the bottom of the, bottom of the lineup. I wasn't very good when I was younger. I was one of the, kind of like a late bloomer in a way. Uh, I grew up, uh, I started watching baseball when I was about eight years old, funny story, when the Phillies won the World Series, that was actually the very first time I started like actually watching TV of like watching baseball on TV. And I saw it win the World Series, and I called my dad and I said, "Hey, the Phillies won. Is that good?" He started laughing. He said, "No, not really." <laughs> and later. Come to find out, the Braves and the Phillies were actually pretty big rivals. So, it, well, they're in the same division. I didn't know at the time because I just that was like the very first time I ever really watched baseball on TV. And so later on that year, we went to my first baseball game. Uh, shout out to Mike Gonzalez if you're out there ever going to listen to this podcast. Highly doubt it. He was a left-handed pitcher for the Braves back then. He uh, that was my first ever signed autograph from him. It was a pretty special moment. I just remember the uh, the the rocking back. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And so it, he had a funky delivery. 
it would be pretty cool if uh, they actually added him on the only the show. It would be like, uh, what's his name? Uh, the side, who is it? Uh, Cy Young or yeah, it's like Cy Young. You know, how he takes forever to wind up. Yeah, that's yeah, I think. And it's, it's kind of like no Warren Spawn. That's who it is. Yeah. Warren Spawn, and he's like a meme in the Illumi the Show community, and he's so annoying to play against because he takes forever for every single pitch. <laughs> he takes like twelve seconds yes, in between. It sucks. And so after that, uh, they end. The funny thing is, I I just now realized the first game I went to was against the Pirates. The Braves versus Pirates. The very first team I ever played with was the Pirates. We won a championship. That's kind of funny how that... I just now realized that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we ended up... Me and Dalton, we played... I think the very first time we really met each other was during middle school, but... <laughs> a little bit before that, but yeah. Yeah. You're on the know. Well, no, not really. No, it was that fall. So what happened was it was hat day. Yeah, it was hat day. At, yeah, yeah, it in was. In the lunchroom. And so for some reason uh, at the middle school, we, like, lunch was assigned by each classroom. And for some reason, we didn't have a class until that spring. So in that fall, we sat right next to each other and I saw that he was wearing a Yankees hat and I asked him hey bro what uh who's your favorite team he said the uh the Yankees and the Braves I was like what how can you like two teams <laughs> later find out I I was the same way I was a red I'm a Red Sox and a Braves fan but really I'm more of a anti-Yankee fan to be honest but that's fair yeah so and that's how we kind of like found out that uh later on that spring he was playing at a other ballpark, and I was playing at another ballpark, and our two teams would play against each other. I remember there's a play of the bunt, and I, I was the catcher. He was hitting, and he was pretty quick at the time, and he was just running down the first baseline. And I, I got the bunt, and I threw him out at first, but he says there's uh, he was safe till this day, and I say he was out. And I was. He, I was safe. He, he was out? No. The umpire said safe. you were out, dude. I, okay, whatever. umpire sucked. Whatever. Okay. But, uh, like, my dad, though, my, my dad, my dad's not really a baseball fan, but the times that we did watch baseball was the Yankees, and I can remember this one instant, I think, where the Yankees were playing the Blue Jays, and I think at the time the Blue Jays were, like, one game in, in front of the Yankees, and... And A-Rod, obviously my favorite player was A-Rod growing up. So um, at the time, I think A-Rod hit like a, a grand slam against the Blue Jays. And after that, I, I was hooked on Yankees baseball. I watched uh, as much as I could whenever the channels were, were able to watch. Yeah, and it's tough trying to watch the Yankees or something like that. That's another thing. Freaking blackouts in, in twenty in twenty twenty one, that's gotta stop. But that that's another argument yeah, for another yeah, day. For another day. That's an argument for another day. But our first segment on the show officially, we're gonna talk about uh the top ten MLB players in baseball right now. If you guys follow baseball, you you've probably seen some rankings come out already. I, we've seen some good ones. We've seen some bad ones at Brian Kenny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was so yeah. <laughs> that was pretty bad. But we're gonna give um, our top ten players, and uh, feel free uh, if you guys are in the comments, feel free to copy or, or comment your top ten, and you know you can debate us. Or I feel like we're gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings. 
Well, it, that's just really everything. Like, if there's a ranking video, there's always going to be some hearts broken, some, I guess, mouses destroyed because of how bad the top tens are. There's some people that are like that. They're just destructive <laughs> natures. So, but yeah, but yeah, that's that's if we if we hurt your feelings, we're not sorry. Um, no, this I'm, is, I'm not sorry. This especially. is this is just a rankings video. Um, obviously, our rankings hold no weight whatsoever. It all of this is subjective. Uh, this is just our opinion and how we form our opinions. Uh, you're free to have your own opinion, but and and this is my opinion, and this you know this might be yours as well. But to me, there is still no better baseball player currently in the league than Mike Trout. Yes, there, there's. I wouldn't even understand why there's even an argument. The, to be the, completely honest, the people that have that have put this man not at number one, I don't. You shouldn't be able to make another ranking. You shouldn't because you, you could argue that if he was put into Babe Ruth's time, he would be the Babe Ruth of baseball. To be completely honest, you can look. You can look at whatever metrics that you want to to try to disprove Mike Trout. You can't. This dude can do it all. He's elite at everything. He can hit for power, hit for contact. He can run bases. He can play elite-level defense. The man can do it all. And there, to me, there is just nobody else that, that is fitting for the number one uh, MLB baseball player than Mike Trout. Yes. there's uh, That's the same thing for me, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like I said. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. No it's, yeah. it's ridiculous to see – that this man is being slandered. I mean, it's just, well, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but Dalton is, and he he's just seeing all these arguments about, oh, Mike Trout, he's not number one anymore. You know, he's he's getting out of his prime. I'm like, oh, just shut up. Go eat it. Well, the, the main something. the main thing, all right, this is the main argument that I get with, with fans of the, the latter generation, that, you know, the King Griffey Jr. Fa- uh, generation. Uh they they say that you know Mike Trout. They. My bad. And we had a, a technical difficulty. It was fun right no, it there, is. but yeah, we fixed we're it. We're back. Yeah, we fixed it. But the people that say that Ken Griffey Jr. All right, you know, obviously Ken Griffey Jr. never won a World Series. Yes, obviously. Uh, oh, you're okay. I know yeah, I'm going with yeah. this argument because this this argument ranks true. Ken Griffey Jr. did never won a World Series. And that's, to me, explains. Yeah, yeah, he explains. It it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me when people come up to me, and they're Ken Griffey Jr. fans, but they say that Mike Trout can't be the best baseball player of all time because he's never won a World Series. It, uh, it's it not. Me. It's not football or basketball. I can see the argument. You know, like in football, like if uh, shoot, who who's a quarterback that never won a championship? Uh, Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a, a Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. And that, he's he's still one of the best quarterbacks yeah. of all time. But I've seen some arguments where it's like, I mean, would you say that he's a top five quarterback of all time? Or, uh, I mean. I, would, I personally wouldn't be able to answer that, but I, I guarantee you I mean, somebody in the comments yeah, would be able to. Yeah, there's people that basically say, like, you know, basketball is more relevant in where championships and stuff like that. It's like if LeBron never, or let's just say MJ, if he would have never won six rings, 
he wouldn't be argued even in top ten, to be completely honest. Yeah. So, it, I mean, that's where the arguments come from. Uh, from Mike, basketball. Mike, Mike Trout dominates every metric, every advanced metric. He dominates every statistic that would prove that he's the number one baseball player right now. And he could be argued as the number one baseball player to ever step foot on the diamond. But that's enough of Mike Trout, I guess. Uh, yeah, let's just go on. Yeah, two, just, yeah, no, this is. I think it's a, a tie for but, both of us as well. So. But my number two player in the league is Mookie Betts. Obviously, Mookie Betts is literally the best baseball player in the league, not named Mike Trout. And that's really all I have to say about that. He's elite level defender, can hit to all sides of the field, hits for power, hits for contact, does everything right. Plays with a lot of emotion, plays with a lot of passion. You know, that that's Mookie. And I know he used to be on the Red Sox, and I'm not a fan of the Red Sox, obviously, but when you when you've seen what this what this dude has done since he's been to the league, it's been nothing short of phenomenal. Yeah. Really. So basically same thing for me, Mookie. Uh sucks that he went to Dodgers. I I'm really not a big fan of the Dodgers. Uh, nobody, nobody on this podcast is the fan of the Dodgers. Just letting you know, we, we got one one guy that maybe like future podcasts we could probably have him on here, but he's a huge he he, he bleeds Dodger blue. Oh yeah, he, he bleeds it. There's no doubt. There's no yes. doubt he bleeds it. Yes, that's like everybody. Okay, anyways, but Mookie Betts. That's pretty much it for number two. Then I guess we can go on number three now. Uh. My third, my third player in the league, the third best player in the league is Juan Soto. Um, I don't think that, may, I mean, obviously he can be argued, but for for my sake, he's a young player, and he's already one of the best hitters, if not the best hitter in baseball right now. Uh, I I think whenever his contract comes around, he's going to get an insane amount of money. And I don't know if the Nationals are going to pay that man, but <laughs> yeah, Bradley does. But yeah. if they're smart, they they pay Juan Soto whatever he wants, because the the future of Washington depends on that man. I would agree. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Now this is where our top tens kind of start branching out. So I have Freddie Freeman number three. I can kind of guess that there's some bias to that, but also LMB.com, they have theirs, and it's number four. But the difference is, the reason why I got him number three is he just transforms the entire Braves lineup. I mean, you seen it last year, you know, the 2019 playoffs. Yeah. When he wasn't there, that entire Braves lineup is non-existent. Freddie Freeman is the heart and soul. Of the Atlanta Braves, yes, he without a doubt, yes, and I think that besides outside of Mike Trout and like probably Juan Soto, uh, players like that, I can argue that the Dodgers could still probably win the World Series last year even without Mookie's bat. Maybe besides his glove, he made a lot of good plays. His bat wasn't really there in the playoffs, like, but like I said, the glove. I'm talking about offensively. Uh, his bat is just 
he's the top three hitter, in my opinion. Juan Soto's number one, but I like Freddie Freeman's glove a lot better than Juan Soto. Uh, I mean, really, there's not much to argue. I don't really know about, like, base running or anything like that. I've seen him base run Freddie Freeman, and for a big man, he can... And he's, he's a get, he's a freaking MVP. Yeah, I mean, he just he like I said like well like you said I mean he he's literally the heart and soul of that team. It's a gel. If you take him out of it, Braves aren't doing anything. I mean, it, it's really gonna it's really gonna be a bummer when he finally hangs up his cleats. Um, I hope that Freddie Freeman stays a Brave for the rest of his career. I feel now the thing is I feel like Atlanta Braves they do a good job of. Not disappointing a fan base. They keep at least one player. You can look back at Hank Aaron. I've had this argument before. Hank Aaron uh, stayed a, a Brave the entire uh, entire career. Del Murphy. So it went from Hank Aaron to Del Murphy to Chipper. It's like they're passing the baton. It's like I've had this argument where the number three batter, it's like a, I wouldn't say a privilege. It's like a passing of the baton. Hank Aaron, Del Murphy. Chipper Freeman, there was probably a separation a couple of ye- or a couple of years from Del Murphy to Freddie or to uh, Chipper, but relatively speaking, they've always their number three hitter is their face of the franchise. So who do you think Freddie passes the baton to? Oh God, I don't think it's Acuna. I don't think it's you don't Acuna. think it's Acuna. No, because he's gonna stay. I think later on in his career he's gonna be a number four hitter, uh, but right now he's gonna stay a number uh, leadoff hitter because. You know, once you get older, the speed's going to digress, just like every baseball player. I don't really know if he's really going to stay Atlanta Brave his entire career. Yeah, I mean, he's only 21, 22. So, I mean, besides that, uh, I really don't know. It's just not a clear He's answer. not here yet. It's not a clear answer yes. yet. Okay. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, the, the passing of the baton to the next player, it's going to be until he retires to be honest, for another 10 years. Well, fourth player on my list, I have Freddie Freeman. Uh, I, I, you know, I think Juan Soto is a better hitter. But, I can agree with that, yeah. You know, but like like we were just talking about, Freddie Freeman is literally the heart and soul of that Braves team. Uh, he does so much for that organization. He is just phenomenal. He's been playing at an elite level for years on end. He's, he's pretty much always been healthy. I mean – Really has he has he really had? Oh, uh, Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. No. He he's play. He's been healthy pretty much. His well, whole career. no, like no, he's been. He got hurt a couple of years when the Braves weren't like great. Like 2015, 2016. He had a really good year, but like his numbers, like you could tell that uh, he didn't miss a lot of time. If you just look at his base numbers, but he missed like 50, 60. Games. It's nothing like a half a season. It's yeah. nothing like that, but it's still forty to fifty games that still makes a difference. So, well, he's like like we said again, and I'll stop saying this after this. But he he's the captain of that team. He brings out the best in the other players. And what more could you ask for? Yeah, yeah, you really couldn't ask for more. But now my number four is. I guess I might get some hate in a way for putting a pitcher number four this high, but I mean it's. Jacob DeGrom, I mean, he's you a can't, beast. He's a beast. What can you yeah, say? Yeah, no, he's like, it's kind of ridiculous of the seasons he's still putting up because. How old is he? He's, oh, I think he's 
28, 29. I mean, he's still like, he's still in his 20s. Yeah. And he's still got, uh, he's got a lot of stuff. And whenever the Mets were trying to sign Trevor Bauer, I was so happy that he went to the Dodgers. But it's like picking your poison. You don't really, I don't really want him as a Braves fan to be on the Dodgers. But also, I don't want to face uh, in a three-game series to face DeGrom and you, then Bauer. DeGrom, Bauer, and possibly Syndergaard. Yeah, I mean. That's I, I nasty. Don't, I don't want to. I We'll get in an argument about Syndergaard another day. He, he's just, he's got good stuff, but I just, I don't know. He's had, like, sometimes command issues. But it's really more of like Bauer. Like Bauer is a close second to stuff wise as Degrom, in my opinion. But I mean, besides that, I don't really have much to say about Degrom. Why he's number four? I feel like you got to have at least like one pitcher that's got to be in the top five, in my opinion. But well, I mean, Degrom's my fifth. Uh, okay, he's okay. my fifth player, and he's like we were talking about. You know, he does. He throws high velocity, obviously. He's this old. I mean, he's not even 30 yet. And lots of strikeouts, low ERA. He, the thing is that I, what I like about him, he knows how to pitch. Because a lot of pitchers, they go off, like when they're young, they just go off of their skill. The things that separate the great compared to the rest, it's like Verlander. A few years ago, like... His early days when he won the MVPs and Cy Young in like 2013-2014, he was using his skill. He, Because he could overpower people with a 100 miles per hour fastball. It was that easy. And a, a hammer of a curveball. But the thing is now, he kind of figured out how to pitch towards the end of his career when he had, that, I think, the core surgery or whatever. Yeah. And, but he would start off like... I told uh, some of the kids that I coach at a middle school, I told them about this, that early on in the innings, like the first, second, third inning, he would know, like he would start off like 92, 93, 94. But then when it came to inning number seven, inning number six, he's throwing gas. And the hitters, they can't catch up to that. He's, I remember, a, he's just a smart pitcher. I mean, yes, that's what it boils down that's, to. He that's knows what to, the Grom is. He's he knows, a smart pitcher. He knows how to conserve his energy. He knows... Uh, you know, he doesn't try to max out every single pitch, and that's what a lot of pitchers are doing nowadays. That's the trend that's starting to go into, and that's why you're starting to see more of these injuries. And the Grom, he is as durable as they come. He's throwing elite. I don't know. I, I mean, it's just kind of breathtaking. It's, a, it's amazing to watch. Yes, watch it's kind of breathtaking. Like to for him to dissect. I mean, the Braves, they had one of the best lineups last year. I know it was, like, opening day, but he held them scoreless for, like, eight innings or something like that. And I remember the playoffs when Bauer was doing that. Like I said, I didn't want to see that again with the Grum and then Bauer. That's, like, 16, 15 scoreless innings in just one three-game series. So that's what I'm saying. So now... (laughs) I can already hear the people in the con- like as soon as I'm about to say, uh, hold on. Okay, so I got a three-way tie. Okay, um, 
between Fernando Tatis, Ronald Cunha, and Juan Soto. And why? Why is that? Hold on. The thing is, now I can start to hear the typing of the people. Like they automatically scroll down. Like, oh, why? Why is there a type three? Well, no, I can already <laughs> hear the typing. Okay. Before you start like going all out, uh, keyboard, uh, keyboard warrior yeah, style. Yeah, key, keyboard warrior style. Yes. That. Thank you for put. You uh, took the words out of my mouth. The reason why I got these three. Okay. So Tatis. The positives and the cons of him. Tatis, he's a human highlight reel when it comes defensively. He's a great base runner. He's so fast. His size is shortstop. For him to move around like he does with that size, it's crazy. Because usually people that are like 6'3", 6'4", shortstops, they eventually move over to third base. In this case, he's not. Like Corey Seager, I heard the argument before that they're going to try to move him over to third base once he starts getting older because the taller third uh, shortstops, they start to get more injury. They start to get uh, more injured later on in their careers. Yeah, which is kind of kind of the case with Seager. I mean, you saw it like the last five or six years. He hasn't been. I don't think he's had a hundred and sixty-two game season. Corey Seager. Besides this past year, Corey Seager hasn't been what the Dodgers anticipated him to yeah. be. But as we've seen right now, Corey Seager's yeah, that, yeah, that's another conversation. Yeah, but he he's a great uh, hitter. Um, he can hit for average. He can hit bombs all day. But the con with him that kind of like draws him back for me a little bit is he's kind of streaky. Um, he like he went on that hot streak in August. And then he, like, his batting average was, like, 330 or something like that. But then after the end of the season, it's, like, 275. Yeah. And he went on a cold streak. So the streakiness for Tatis, I, it's probably because he's young. That's that's what's drawing me back. Now, Acuna, it's pretty similar uh, with that. It's... He got hurt last year, and I wish he didn't, so I could see what kind of numbers he would eventually put up. Because there, I don't like the batting average two fifty four, but also batting average can be kind of overrated at the same time. But anyways, he he can hit bombs. Uh, I mean, you saw it two years ago; he almost went 40, 40 for forty. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that says something. And then he can he's got a cannon of an arm. He's got a good glove and all that. But, again, like I said, his drawback is he can be streaky, he can strike out a lot, and in situation, in his bashfulness, uh, like, I kind of hope he starts to mature, but also I don't want him to lose that. The charisma. Yes. I don't want him losing, like, what he what he is as a player, his personality. Yeah. I get that's his personality, but also you got to learn to um, not say – in the playoffs like he did last year, put on Twitter the only way to get me out. There is some truth in that, but also, I don't know. It's just, it comes from a background of mine where I just like stick my head down and I just do as I, what I, what I was told in school or in baseball. That's how I was. And so I guess that's where I'm getting that idea. Well, my number six player, I got Christian Yelich. What? Hey, I got one more. Juan Soto. I, I got I mean, one I soda. Ruined that. I ruined that. My bad. Yeah, you did. 
Anyways, Juan Soto. And so this is my last one, Juan Soto. Um, the drawback is his glove. I don't like it. It's I get it's average, or you could say it's average at best. But, I mean, that's pretty much it. But he's definitely top three hitter, arguably the number one hitter in baseball. Um, he just, it's crazy of, like, the discipline he has for him to, like, take a 2-2 a, a sinker or, like, a 0-2 sinker, like, three inches off the plate, and it runs, like, five inches like the sinker it does, and he just takes it when it's like an 0-2 count. If it was me, I would be swinging out of my shoes on trying to just make contact with that pitch. There's a reason why I'm not an MLB, but like I said, his only drawback is his defense, and so I don't like the drawbacks of all three of these players, and so that's why I have them pretty much just all tied. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, my number six, I only got one player. I don't have multiple players, <laughs> but... My number six best player in MLB right now is Christian Yelich. And before anybody, you know, yells at me, understand that Christian Yelich last year will not be the same Christian Yelich that you get this year. He was hurt. I mean, he – I mean – It's kind of funny how you're saying that because uh, earlier he said that uh, he's going to do the same thing. But the reason why he was just saying that is because he was – uh, he had Yelich on his fantasy team. Yeah, so. I had Yelich on my fantasy team, and he really irked me. But that's a that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was bad. Christian Yelich won't be the same the same player he was last year. He played with a whole ridicule of of, in, of injuries that he had. Yeah, but nice. he was the thing with Christian Yelich is is that he has the potential to be a top five player in the league. It's just can he put it all together? You know, obviously everybody knows that he can hit the ball like nobody's business. It's just his defense. The defense That's where is the, the yeah. whole completeness of the baseball player comes in. It's the, just the yeah. defense. The defense isn't there. And he's not and Christian Yelich is not a terrible defender. He's not terrible. But there, yeah, he's just terrible and it won't be the show. Well, that, that's the problem. <laughs> that's a that's a whole other argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he he has the he has the ability to be a top five player in the league. He just has to put it together, yes. And he has to be more consistent because there there are times where where Yelich can be, you know, hot as fire, and then there are times where the man can't hit a baseball if it was soft toss to him. So he has to be more consistent. Twenty twenty one, or he would be higher on my list. Uh, I'm not gonna let last year dictate my opinion of Christian Yelich. Like I said, you're you're not gonna get the same player this year. I think he he will have a lot more fire lit up under him, and he will. I, I mean, what else do you think? I mean, I mean, I mean, he hit the hammer on the nail. But is that the saying? Yeah, I hit, guess hit the whatever. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that kind of that kind of sums it up with Christian Yelich, in my opinion, for you, I guess. If you agree with that, I love him. I love watching the man too. Yeah. Like he's a fun it, baseball just, player. To it's just it's just funny how I still kind of question to this day how in the world he went. I, I yeah. I mean, does ballparks really make that much of a difference? I know it, Miami or Marlins Park is big, but Miller Park, like I remember, like fan, like uh like sheets. Or not really sheets. It's like I remember watching on the Italy Network. They'll have like the spray charts 
of that year compared like from 2018 compared to 2017 mm-hmm. it's not like it's not there it's not like Adrian Gonzalez when he was in Petco Park and he moved to uh, the Fenway yeah it wasn't because I remember watching uh, looking at that like the spray chart and they were saying like oh he would have hit like 55 home runs that year but it's not like that much of a difference so I just don't know where he he didn't change his swing he didn't change his swing path or anything. I just don't understand. I mean, he it. he had the best, possibly the best hitter to ever play the game as his hitting coach. So I don't yeah. think it was hitting. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It, it like to me, I think it's the baseball. I think it's the baseball itself. Yeah, a I, lot. A lot of people did hit a lot more home runs that year. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll just. Wait, I would just see. This upcoming season, if yeah. his power is still there, if if Christian Yelich stays healthy and can do what he did in two thousand nineteen, then yeah, two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, yeah. But well, I, I already said my three. No. Oh, because okay, okay, yeah, okay. So now we're going on to number seven for right, his well, list. My my number seven is Ronald Cooney Jr. Uh, I mean, the dude's just fun to watch. I mean, there's there's not that many players in the league that have as that has as much charisma as as, as he does. Also, another thing is how much power he has to opposite field. I, in that playoff series against the Marlins, yeah, I think it was Game Two. Pablo Lopez was pitching, and he threw a two seamer over the uh, outside part of the plate. And this was when apparently his wrist was hurting him still. He hit a 430-foot bomb right center, and he yeah. still hurt. His wrist is not 100%, and you, you can't tell me <laughs> the amount of power he has. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so yeah. it is. I mean, he, I mean he, he's the, like, we, we went in with Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman is the captain of that Braves team. Ronald Acuna Jr. He brings all the fun and he joy bring, to the game. He brings the fun to that Braves team yes. because he – he is and he is like Freddie in that case. If the Braves are not doing well, it all it takes is for him. He's to another spark. glue. It's like they're like glue A and glue B. Well, he's a spark plug. Yes. I mean, he he hits, he gets on base. He does something fun. He does something really really well. And that team can go from not hitting anything at all to just you know you're in a rally at that point. I mean, he he really does. He's, he's an really, impact player. Yeah, by far. And then. Number eight, I got Fernando Tatis Jr., and I know there are going to be some people that on both sides of the fence, Fernando Tatis Jr. hasn't played enough games yet. Uh, He's not as good as what everybody thinks he is. Obviously, he just got that big contract. There's people that think he doesn't deserve that much money. And, I mean, really, my my case is is it really doesn't matter if you think that he's worth that much money. The Padres, th- the Padres think he's worth that much money. So yeah, why are we worried? Why are we worried about how much the man's making? Obviously, uh, I mean, he he is Fernando Tatis Jr. is the face of baseball, and that's the common misconception that people have is that Fernando Tatis can be the face of baseball and not be the best player in baseball. Mike Trout can be the best player in baseball. But I guess markability, it's not really there for Mike Trout. Well, yeah, and, it, and and that's the thing with me. But Fernando Tatis Jr. strictly on the field, 
like we talked about earlier, he's a taller shortstop. He can make plays. He has speed, power. He's able to make contact. He doesn't strike out a lot. I mean, he, he like he's a human highlight reel. The man can do it all. But what the other what the other side is is that if he's he's really that young, he hasn't played that many games. I mean, do can we say that he is the best shortstop in the league right now? And I mean, that's that's a debated topic for another day. But for me and my list, I think he's worth the money. It's an investment. Obviously, it's cheaper for the Padres to sign him that long than for him to be like Bauer and to ask for $40 million a year. Yep, definitely. But, you know, I, I think it personally works out for him. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to turn into a Bobby Bonilla thing, but yeah, I, I hope it doesn't. <laughs> I, I hope there's, if there was ever for that to ever happen again, I hope it happens on the Mets twice. <laughs> that, that's the only thing. Like, that would be pretty funny. But now my number eight, I got two short stops in top ten. I got Trevor Story. Now, these last three, they're a lot hard. I find the top five a lot easier compared to the bottom five. Because there's really not that much variation in the top five. Yes. Because if you don't have Mike Trout in your top five, then I don't even value your list. So, <laughs> no. So, I guess um, the case for me with Trevor Story is ever since his rookie year, he just hits bombs. And I, there's probably a, I haven't really went into the stats, uh, so pardon with that. Uh, I don't really know his home versus road splits. Uh, like Arenado, I, people say there's not a course effect. I was one of those at first, but then. I looked at it, batting average, I get batting average is kind of overrated these days, but if there's a, what was it, 50? I think there's a 50, no, 60. If there's a 60-point difference, you can look it up yourself. Um, when I looked at it, he was batting 320 at home, his career stats. And this was on the Illumine Network. And I trust that source, so... That saying he had like a three twenty two batting average uh, at home, and then away it was two sixty. If you tell me that's not a Coors effect, I don't know what is. I get that trade was uh, they stole Nolan Arenado, but oh, the, I, like I said, I don't know about Trevor Story stats. I haven't seen him, but he has Gold Glove caliber defense. He can hit bombs. He's been hitting bombs since he was a rookie. And then uh, he can hit for a high average. He's fast as crap. Especially on only the show. I pick him every time when I get on in a yeah. VR run. <laughs> but that, hey, that's my case for him. I'm going to get into more about Dolan Arenado and I, why I disagree with what you said. But we'll, we'll get into okay. that a little bit. But my number nine player, I have DJ LeMayhew. And, I mean, he's one of the Biased. best. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. I mean, I can I can afford to have one Yankees player on this list, and out of the, all the Yankees players, it's DJ. And DJ LeMahieu has won a batting title, like I said, both in Colorado and in New York. Finally, uh, he's a consistent hitter. He can jumpstart that lineup. He's one of the only people in that lineup that don't strike out a ton. 
He's good, good defensively. Hits for power at all sides of the field. <laughs> I mean, he he really is, really is what the Yankees need more of. The Yankees need more need more players that that don't strike out a ton and can get on base and can play good defense. And I mean that that's really what DJ brings to the table. And I think in twenty twenty one, I think he's going to do exactly what he did last year. I mean. And for the Yankees, and that's me as a Yankees fan when I say this, them, the Yankees taking this long to re-sign LeMahieu is, is horrible. Because what this guy has brought you to the Bronx since he came has been nothing short of phenomenal. I mean, he's been that guy since he's walked into the clubhouse. He house. broke the Coors effect. Yeah, he argument. broke the He myth. broke that, yes. Yeah, I mean that. That's that's. And also, what I, he did go to Yankee Stadium, who has a short right porch. But yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, me and him, I always have an argument. Oh, they got a short right porch. Yeah, that's why Brett Gardner hits twenty home runs per year because the right Didi Gregorius was hitting. Yes, yes. But uh, so now my number nine, I have another Yankee, but it's not DJ Lemayu. It's Garrett Cole. Now, you can argue, in my opinion, you could take him out with DJ LeMahieu because hearing your argument, I haven't really gone into the stats and all that. We we kind of made these lists kind of last second before we started this podcast. And so, I mean, Garrett Cole, he's big time. He's, a, he's big time. Like, yeah, uh, he's big time. <laughs> so... He's just a big-time pitcher. Uh, he's a guy that you want out there every game one of series and game, you know, every elimination game. In every important game that you have, you want him to start. You want him to end the series. You want him to start the series. Uh, yeah, you, want the got, game, you want the game in his hands. Yes. He's got a phenomenal slider. His fastball moves like crazy, like, four or five inches off a plate if he wanted to. He throws... Has he ever thrown 100? Uh, yeah. And, okay, I, I would just make sure because I, I don't really know exactly. I think Yeah, I think he has a couple times. So, besides that point, I mean, there's really not much to argue with that. You Like I said, you could argue that you could replace him with DJ LeMayhew, but I just got him at number nine. So, And my number ten, I got Nolan Arenado. Uh, like wow. I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why, and the whole his batting average is 60 points uh, under what what it is at home. I can understand that argument because obviously it's true, but there is a documentary out, and I think Cream Freesh told me about it in his stream today. Uh, shout out to you if you're watching this. Uh, he actually enlightened me that there's a documentary with science, like science uh, scientists, like talking, and they had, I think they had uh, uh, Daniel Murphy and uh, Charlie Blackman <laughs> and one other guy, and they were talking about how, you know, when they leave Colorado, how tired they are when they get to like say you know St. Louis or. They, you know, they go. They, is it because of the elevation? Yeah, because so, like yeah, and that's what they say. They say it's because the elevation. Uh, how tired that, that would. I'm not trying to like uh, get into your argument, but I can understand why. Like the Rockies, 
I think they're a lot. A lot of teams are a lot better at home than away. But Rockies, they are a lot better at home when it comes to away. Well, there was so a thing I, with Arenado. There was a thing with Arenado where the first, like, if they're playing a three-game series, uh, the first game that he would bat, like, on average, his first game on the road would be two hundred, and then by the end of the series, he was batting over four fifty. And that that's on. So I guess later on in the series he yeah, gets better. Later yeah. on in the series he got better. And you know, the thing about knowing Arenado is is that you you get everything. You get the whole package. He's a franchise player. I think the Rockies were stupid for letting him go like they did. They they didn't try to get him back. And when you have a franchise that doesn't want you anymore, with everything that you've done for that franchise, I'd walk out too. Yeah, but he you he also wanted out. He was and, like, and he did, but I mean, a, a lot of that has to do with how poor the Rockies organization is right. Well, you can't really say. I mean, I guess so, but also they did spend the money. It was probably in the wrong department in relief pitching because it was like forty-five million or fifty. I think no, it was one of the highest-paid bullpens, and it was ended up being one of the worst bullpens in baseball. So you can't really say that they didn't try. But you can also say they spent the money in the wrong place, I guess. Yeah. Because it's hard to, like I said, it's hard for the Rockies to get good pitching because it's like Jonathan Gray that one year. They said, oh, he's going to end up, like, fantasy-wise. Everybody was jumping on the bandwagon about Jonathan Gray. He was going to be a top-ten pitcher for the next year. I think it was, like, after his 2018 season. You know, 2017. And they were saying, oh, he's going to be so good. He ended up being crap. Yeah. The next season. And so I guess just that altitude can really, like, if you had one good year, it it doesn't matter what you did in the past. It's going to either skyrocket or you're just going to, like, almost. Yeah, Coors, Coors yeah. is weird. I, yeah. I really don't want to ever go to Colorado just because, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, my number 10 is Christian Yelich. I'm not going to go too much into it. It's just like what Dalton said earlier. Uh, it's just. If he can get it all together defensively, if he has another bad season like he did, I would argue that he's not a top 20 player in baseball. Possibly not even top 25 if he has another bad year. So, yeah. Like oh, you're, you're saying if he if he does repeat, repeat of last year yes. that he's he, not? Yeah, he's not going to be too much in my opinion. But, okay. Okay. So, That's fair. I mean, yeah. it's whatever. Um, but... I don't know what we got next. Okay, well, the next segment that we're going to get into in the show, we're going to be talking about the most overrated player. I love this segment. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, in case you don't know what overrated is, uh, I mean, I think people have different definitions of what overrated is. Uh, That's what dictates you know, this subjective topic. Yeah, this this subject can be very uh, different in people's eyes. Let's just say there, there are about to be a lot of people who are going to get pissed off. Especially Philly fans. You better be ready. All right, well, if you want to get into it, I mean, all right, you're your most overrated player in baseball right now. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been saying it for years, Bryce Harper, by far. And why? Uh, because he hasn't had a good year since 2014. He has been, like... He hasn't batted over 300. And like I said, I said it multiple times in this, in this uh, podcast. Batting average can be overrated. But if you consistently bat under 260, 
I haven't gone into the stats, but I remember specifically a few years or a couple years he hasn't batted over 260 since like 2014. And if you can only hit 30 home runs, I mean that that's incredible. Okay, hitting 30, 30 home runs and getting close to 100 RBIs, 90 to 100, that's good. But for him to have a how long was it? 13 uh, year. Yeah, it was 13. Yeah, 13, 13 years. years over $300 million, and you're telling me he can only produce those stats? Yeah. That No, it's just no. He is overrated. Uh, but could he be Could he be overpaid see, is what your argument see, is sometimes. See, my, my thing with Bryce Harper is, is that he's overpaid. I don't necessarily think he's overrated because I think that you know he plays well in the field. And he he has productive at bats, but I can also see what you're saying because what you, what you're what you're saying is is that for somebody who's making that much money, you know, we're going to compare that to you know Tatis money or Mike Trout money. We're gonna we're gonna you know they they produce a lot more offensive stats than than he does. Yes. And the thing with Bryce Harper is is that he like, but and this is where it is. There's not a whole bunch of people who want to pitch to Bryce Harper. True. I mean, yes, I can see the argument. I remember, I think he led the league in walks one year. He walks a ton. I remember one series specifically, Joe Madden, when he was still the manager for the Cubs, he walked him. I think like a, like a, a record amount in one like a four game series. Like I don't remember how much it was, but he broke the record for yeah. <laughs> most amount of walks in a four game series. So, I mean. I guess also the other argument is it's been a couple years since the argument has been he is up there with Mike Trout. It's been a few years. So maybe he's kind of gotten out of that. I'm just a big Bryce Harper hater, to be honest, because I hate the Nationals and the Phillies (laughs) and the Mets, of course. But, I mean, it's it's been seven years. Seven years since he's had a MVP like season. I mean, Let's just put it like that. I hope you're watching Phillies fans because he he's telling you to eat it. Yes, I. <laughs> there's there was one Philly fan that I actually like. This was in Daddy Dewey's stream. Uh, he's a streamer. If some of y'all aren't into Twitch or whatever or into the show, he's awesome. But I remember one specific. Guy was in there and was like, yeah, I'm a Phillies fan. I'm like, you're the only one that I've ever met that is actually not a dick. Wow. <laughs> yes. But also, I haven't met that many amount of Philly fans. So, yeah, I don't know any uh, personally. So, so Bryce, mean, Bryce Harper overrated. That and, hold on, one more. Uh, he also betrayed a fan base. I get that's probably, that doesn't really tie into him being... Overrated. It just sounds like he, it gives you another reason to don't like yes, him. Yes, <laughs> yes. He betrayed a fan base to go to a inner division rival. So, I, I, to be honest, I'm kind of glad that the Nationals did win because I, I hate Bryce Harper more than I do the Nationals. So, I guess hate is too strong of a word. Yeah, this. I think I think hate. I don't think it's that. Deep. I, I resent him. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I resent. Yeah, I think hate. I, I resent stupid. those teams. Like I said before, I, I shouldn't have said hate. I resent them instead. So, yeah. well, I'm really, I'm really about to piss off some people here because uh, my I, th- this guy's a close second. 
Oh my, yours <laughs> most overrated. He's a close second. So, but my most overrated player going into twenty twenty one is Cody Bellinger. Oh yeah. And if you're a Dodgers fan, I really do not care what you have to say about this. Uh, this guy is is really overrated. Yes. And for right now, and the thing is, is if you're an overrated, you probably can get better. If later. you're an overrated player, you have time. Yes. To change that. Yeah. It's just right now. Going into 2021, uh, what what year was Cody Bellinger a rookie? 2017. 2017. Okay, and he Four was years. phenomenal in 2017. Yeah. Ever since 2017, this man has dropped off tremendously. I wouldn't say it, he's dropped off since last, like, he, every, like, his sophomore year, he dropped off tremendously compared to his rookie season. Uh, 2019, he had his MVP year, but also he dropped off last year. I get it was a 60-game season and all that. It was hard to kind of do good during that season. Yeah. A lot of players had bad years, but it's it's a common trend. It's a common trend. Yeah, it's, it's a common trend for him because, I mean, he strikes out a ton. Yes. I don't know what his strikeout numbers are or his percentages, but he's I know it's high. Or home run or nothing. That's his motto, what it seems like. He'd fit perfectly on the Yankees team right now. <laughs> but, you know, he's a streaky hitter, and I, I don't hate Cody Bellinger. I like him as a player. That's the thing. I don't I, I don't like the team that he plays for, but that doesn't tie in to this at all. Uh, I just think that he's really streaky. He has moments where you, you see the superstar trait in him, but... Where is it at in the most prestigious moments? I mean, we were, we were talking about before the podcast even started that, you know, he hasn't shown up in the postseason at all. Besides the one home run and him robbing the yeah. was like Grand Slam or yeah. off of Tatis. Yeah, it was something this like year. that. Yeah. Besides those two moments, and I, I'm going to have, I know one specifically of uh, my friend in real life, He's going to argue, well, that all uh, discredits all that he's done. Him hitting that home run to win that series against the Braves, he's going to discredit all of that. There's going to be some people that are going to be like that. I understand that. But if you look at his entire playoff career, I don't think that man's batted over 200 in in any series. If that, 205. You want to know what's crazy, though? What? Is that Kevin Kiermaier. Has had a yeah. better postseason than Cody Bellinger has, yeah. and he is not even near the same hitter as Cody yeah. Bellinger. Kevin has. Kiermaier is like below average when it comes to being a hitter. It, Kevin Kiermaier is a below average hitter and a elite defender. Yep. And Cody Bellinger has the ability to be a both elite defender and elite hitter. Yes, he does. He just but the thing is, is that he always shows up on defense. He he's he's just a really good defender, but. His bat in the most clutch moments of his career, other than the one home run that he's had, he, he hasn't shown up. It's yeah. been strikeout. It's been, you know, it just seems like, you know, that really he needs to step up. Uh, obviously, the Dodgers are going to make the postseason. To me, there's, there's just no reason why they don't make the postseason. Uh, he'll have another chance this year, more than likely, to prove why he's not overrated, but... As of right now, he is my most overrated player going into 2021. Okay, so now saying that in mind, 
we're going to talk about the most underrated player, most, yeah, most underrated player that we think, in our opinion, in baseball is. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, like, uh, who was, um, Anthony Rendon, he was considered most underrated player in baseball. So there's a lot ours. of good underrated players. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's always at least, like, one hitter, like, just say, like, Trey Mancini on the Orioles. Just good players on bad teams, they don't get appreciated because they're on uh, small market teams. So, like, say if uh, who's won, I guess just Trey Mancini, if he went to the Dodgers or something like that, he would get a lot more uh, recognition. He would be, he's a good bat. He's a good player. But he just doesn't get that recognition like but but it's also but it's also those players though who are not elite but yeah. are good players but they're overshadowed by stars on big market teams. Yes, yes. Because my my most underrated player, and you know, I'm not trying to be a Yankees homer when I say this. Gio Urshela is extremely underrated, and I'm going to tell you why. This man is elite in the field. I mean, no, he's not Nolan Arenado. He's not Chapman, but he's a step below. He and he had and he's only twenty. He's twenty eight or twenty nine, so he has good years left in him. Is he really that old? Yeah, he's like twenty eight. I thought he was a lot younger. No, I think he's twenty. Yeah, he's like twenty eight, but he's not Nolan Arenado. He's not Chapman, but he he's good enough. And I mean, other other than his, I mean, other than his elite. I think he's elite. I, I mean, I guess, you know, when I say elite, I'm putting him in the same category as, as Arnado and Chapman. I, I mean, I guess it's kind of iffy. I, I guess I can't say elite, but I'll say that he's above, he's an above-average defender, can make insane plays, but he has the ability to make the same plays that Arnado and Chapman do. And I don't think he gets nowhere near the credit that he deserves and also, ever since he's been with the Yankees, he batted three fourteen. I know, you know, we talk about batting average is not everything, but Gio batted three fourteen his first year with the Yankees. I mean, coming into that lineup where Miguel where everybody thought that Miguel Anguar had that position locked. Yeah. It it was more of like his defense that see whenever I when I thought it was Yershella, uh I thought he was more of a defensive player, like he said, but the bat surprised me, just like everybody, like that Dalton said. I mean, his bat showed up out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's not now. He's not J Ram. Yeah, he's not. You know, but I mean, it's just kind of. I don't know. It, they're they're really. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it is about him. It, it, he just. I just don't think he gets the credit that he deserves, and. He, I, I think it has to do with it just like we were talking about. I think that he's overshadowed by a, a team like with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo. And, you know. There's a lot of big hitters in that There lineup. is a lot of big hitters in that lineup. Gio, he, what, is, what would you say he's batting? Like sixth or seventh in that lineup? Yeah, like somewhere around like fifth. Like fifth in, or, like if he was an Orioles, that's the number three hitter. Or pretty much anybody. Geo, uh, yeah, yeah. Geo on any like small market team, like I, he would be batting like three or four. Three or four. Yeah, 
I mean, he's he's a 300 hitter. But, I mean, you know, last year with playing 60 games, he still batted 298. But he has decent power. Now, I'm not going to say that he has, you know, you know I don't, I, who, is, who has the most power out of third baseman's? Uh, I mean, say like Aaron Bregman Arnos. or Bregman or, or Arnado, yeah. But uh, we hate. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you you really dislike heavily Bregman as me as a Braves fan. That didn't come in like it didn't. The Astros didn't really hurt the Braves. I'm not gonna go all. into the reason why yeah. I do not like Bregman anymore. Yeah. I I don't really dislike him like Dalton does. So no. just say it like that. Geo plays Geo plays the game right. He hits for a good average. And I mean, you know, he he has those glimpses of power and what we're talking about with the plays he makes defensively, he I mean, he can make elite level defensive plays. It's just I mean, does he make them? Like does he get the chance to make them? Because he made some pretty good plays last year. Yeah. So but that that's my most underrated player. I'm not trying to be a homer, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say things how I how I say them. Yeah, before he was saying it, I was thinking the only reason why I hear so much about Geo is just because we're close friends, and so I hear him talking about Geo every day. So besides that, I don't really hear people on like Illy Network talking about him. Uh, don't even get me started about ESPN. I think they're a joke for covering baseball, but. Anyways, my overrated player, or no, underrated player, I already went over that. Underrated player is Jose Ramirez. It's hard trying to find who's oh underrated. You could go, he was trying to, I was asking for suggestions. Dalton was saying Kyle Lewis. I went, eh, uh, you could say... Someone like Whit Merrifield. I think, you know who else I think is really underrated? Who? David Fletcher. Yeah, you can argue that. But also, he only had... He's had two good years. Really? Did yeah. he have that good of a 2019? Yeah, I think he had like an on-base percentage like a, a 563 or something like that. I mean, I, I on know. base. Yeah, I know. I know that's a really There's bogus There's no stat. way he had over 500 unless he had like 20 ABs. Yeah. There's no way he had a five six. Anyway, okay, we're staring off who I think Jose Ramirez. He, I thought this was an amazing stat. I, rem, it's not specifically. Uh, I remember like on the only network, just like a few weeks ago. I remember them saying apparently that since 2016, he's been in like top five, top six, in MVP voting since 2016 for. Every year almost. I think the only year it was his down year. That was, what year was it? 2018 or 2019? It's like he had like one bad half. But wasn't but, he hurt? No, I don't think so. You think he was just playing bad? Yeah, he was just playing bad. He had like one really bad first half. But then apparently in the second half, he went off. Yeah, he. Yeah, I think it was the year that they made the... Uh, was it the year that they... Mm-mm. It was... It was 2019, I believe, because I had him on my fantasy league one year, and I remember traded. I traded for him, and there's a, a like a thing where if you draft a player in the first round, you can't drop him. He was yeah. undroppable. Oh man, was that guy just striking out left and right? Because I I traded him for uh, Austin Riley. 
I thought it was a complete steal. This was when Austin Riley was just going off. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah. Austin Riley was going on a stretch of like three or, uh, three or four weeks where he was just hitting home runs after home runs after home runs. So I traded for him, and it just pissed me off that I couldn't drop him. It was an undroppable player. The name sounds good and everything on the team, but my God, was he striking out. I, I had so many third basemen that year. I couldn't swap him out, so I had to keep on starting him even though he was giving me negative points. But other than that, I he plays, for him being a shorter guy and having plus power like he does, I think he's 5'8 or 5'9, whatever it is, he's short for an MLB ball player. And yeah, he does everything at elite level. Yeah, he's five. He's five nine, and he he might get a recognition now since Lindor's out, and he's the face of that franchise. Yeah, I now. think that's why he didn't, just because he was overshadowed by yes. Lindor. Yeah, I can I can see that now. But other than that, that's pretty much it about underrated player. So, is there anything else you want to get into before? I, I guess not. I mean, we've pretty much hit over the hour mark. So, I mean, I guess. Thank you guys for shout out to Moody, my stream. Uh, he's pretty much a legend in my stream. <laughs> he yeah. he helped me get so many followers on the YouTube channel, uh, and yeah, just he's been a real help. Uh, I, I get like next time next time we sit down and do this, we'll be more I guess prepared. Um, this was more last like, second, I guess, and. But I mean, we we really enjoy doing this, and we really want. Oh, this was a lot of fun. Just talking yeah. about baseball for an hour. Yeah, we really want. Th- this was a quick hour. I'll yeah. put that this because we recorded at eight, I think eight forty-five p.m. on Saturday night, and it's already almost ten o'clock, and we've had a lot of fun just talking. Because I didn't think just talking about top ten, top ten. That players probably took list, us over half an hour by itself. Yes. Yes. Doing a top ten players list and most overrated, underrated, that took a while, and yeah. it didn't feel like. It. I'll be more prepared, I guess, with statistics next next time. Yeah, um, same. Because same I, I think I butchered some uh, like some stats, and I apologize if I did. Uh, I guess we'll be more prepared in the in the stat category. I guess next time and actually go into stats and why we think players are a certain way, but. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in and, and watching it. Um, shout out, I guess, to to Cream, to Cream Freeze. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. Um, if you're watching this, uh, you can't really watch it. You only can listen to it. Or yeah, listen. I gave the idea like, how about we just record? And he went, no. Like, I, I'm fine <laughs> with that though. I kind of don't want them to see my face right now. Um, if there are any topics that you guys would like for us to discuss yes, put on, them in the, comments on the channel, put them in the comments below. Because uh, we, we were, I didn't know what we were going to talk about. We talked, like, we were saying, like, what should we talk about and stuff like that for, like, a couple days. Because I had no idea what I really want to talk about. And so, I mean, thankfully yeah. we thought about the top ten players. Because there's nothing better than hearing other people like we want to know your opinions of like your top tens and so this is a good way to get really interaction from other people yeah if you if you think that our our, our top 10 list was a load of crap put it in the comments below and put your top 10 in. i mean <laughs> and, and we next podcast we can just go over like five minutes like see it, uh their top 10 and then we can make fun of how bad their top tens are yeah i mean so. we can do whatever but uh 
we'll be more prepared next time. We enjoyed doing this. This is something that we want to do more often. Whenever the season officially starts, I guess um, we'll you know we'll do it more often. Yeah, like a thing. Uh, since our podcast is called Everything Baseball Podcast, I think we may have stolen this name or not. I have no idea because we try to look up what name we should make it. Uh, we don't know. Maybe this podcast name will change. Don't know yet. But we're looking good right now. Um, we'll cover, like I said, everything of baseball. We'll cover MLB News. Uh, prospects, injuries. We will be covering. Uh, it will be the show stuff. Yeah, if you guys if you guys play him, will be the show. Uh, we'll cover that. Uh, obviously, the new game is coming out. Uh, early release is April sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a baseball fan and you want to jump in, oh, on, please do. Please do. Yeah. yeah if you have a PlayStation, it's so much fun. Dude, yes, and it can be very infuriating as well at the same time. Yeah, I mean, we have. Uh, it's coming to Xbox as well, first time ever mm-hmm. uh, for the MLB The Show franchise. The community will double in size, and it was kind of, it was smaller. MLB The Show communities, it was small like five or six years ago. I remember trying to look up videos. There was like only three or four YouTubers, and they were under like ten thousand subs. Yeah, I remember now they're like over hundred thousand. So we'll just see, but yeah. We appreciate you guys watching. Like I said, if you enjoyed the podcast, please, you know, please comment below. Leave a like. Leave a can. like. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, we're going to be doing this podcast more. Uh, like we, you know, like we said, we're going to be covering, you know, baseball news, MLB. We're, we're, we can even dive into college baseball as well. Yes. Uh, we, we coaching, love- we can do that because I just started coaching recently. And I love talking about mechanics and stuff like that. And if so. you have any questions, like any any questions, or like about baseball, about like the mechanic side, like if you're you know if you're younger and you're playing and you you know if you want if you need any advice or anything like that, you know leave a comment below and we'll we'll do our best to answer each and every one of you and do the best that we, you know we can. But we appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, watching. And also, we're going to try to leave down uh, a few links. Uh, Dalton's, uh, both of our Twitches, uh, Twitch accounts, um, his Twitter, uh, his Instagram, if you want to, my Instagram. Uh, All of our social media yeah, links will yeah, be in the description. Much. We're going to try to at least. Feel free to, you know, to follow all those and to, uh, you know, like I said, you know, We'll leave in the description, you know, what you guys want to talk about, you know, the next time. And we'll see you then. Yep. All right. Peace.